Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Fan Fuel Motorsports Podcast. I'm Alex Harrington, and as always, I am joined by Colton Cranmore, Jared Bakaiza, and Nathan Ball. This week, we've got a special guest coming on, hauler driver for the car right behind me, uh, which is now the nine car of Chase Elliott. You know him on Twitter as Rhino Rose. Welcome in. How's it going? Hey. What's going on? Hey. hey, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. How y'all boys doing? No, pretty, pretty good. good. All right. How about you, man? Hey, man, ready to get to Texas. Well, you know what? We were going to ask you a bunch of questions. One of the questions that we had was, when are you leaving for Texas, or have you already left? No, I haven't left for Texas. Um, as far as I know, progress on the Texas race cars, they're coming along really good. We'll probably leave out either tomorrow night or early Friday morning. That's a little bit later than I thought yeah. you guys would leave for Texas. Hey, man, you'd be surprised. It's it, it's a whole yeah. different ball game over here. How uh, how long of a drive like is it? Leave out? I'd like to leave out early. Uh, I think yeah. it's like around sixteen hours. Oh, that's not as long as I thought it'd be. Nah, it, it ain't like going out to the West Coast. Uh, thanks for coming on tonight, Ryan. I know you talked with uh, Jared about uh, coming on here, so thanks for responding to him. We're glad to have you on. Um, so. Jared, uh, did you have any questions uh, first since you were the guy that kind of made yeah, this happen? Yeah, we can just go around the room here and ask questions as we think. And Ryan, if you have any questions for us, you can always ask us some stuff. But one of the things I was just going to ask just to start things off is like, how long have you been doing this and how did you get into the trucking business? <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, me and Corey LaJoy, we grew up together. Like I've been knowing him since birth and um used to real real close with his whole family and everything like that so when he started getting his shot in the top three series like i made sure that i was kind of like right there on his coattail so when he got his shot to go to bk it was kind of just one of the things where i was in the right place at the right time so in 2017 i got my start with him at bk then when bk shut down and he went to tristar i went to starcom and that was in 18, did BJ McLeod in 19, 2020, kind of like, was like, yeah, I'm, I, I think I'm done. Like, I'm okay with that. Like, it was it was fun for me, but I was more so, it's just, it's, it's so much driving. It's, it's so much driving and you miss out on a lot of family time. So I was just like, hey, I'm going to just step back. I'm going to cut my schedule in half or, you know, cut it back for the most part. So I did some stuff with Bobby Dodder at the time with Joe Graff his first year and then opportunity came knocking this year for the nine because last year it knocked for the 24 before Rudy Fugel took it over this year um so I was actually at Hendrick Chad's last year being the top of the box trying to help out the 24 and then this year the opportunity knocked again and it just so happened to be Chase, which is the original truck that I wanted to be on over Hendrick. So crazy how everything works out. Yeah, that's awesome. Hell yeah, man. So I, I do have to ask, um, since since you, you I mean, you started in, you said 2017, 2018, thereabouts. This rapidly increased you becoming the most popular driver's hollow driver. I mean, yeah. what does that mean? What does that mean to you? I mean, we're not talking about – I mean, not to discount anybody else, and obviously you've been through the ranks, but we're not talking about, you know, 
hauling Josh Williams Xfinity car to and from the race. We're talking about Chase Elliott, 2020 Cup champion. I mean, what what does that do for you? I mean, does that instill a sense of pride or what? Um, it, it definitely instills a lot of pride. Like um when when you when you roll that blue Napa Napa A Shock, all the fantastic partners that Chase has got and Hendrix has got, when you roll that thing into the track, it's like it's it's special. And you know, a lot of people if you got to know Chase, if you got to meet him, like man, he's so humble, he's so down to earth, he's so respectful. And you know, a lot of people probably feel like, oh, well, you know, he he got fed with a silver spoon, he ain't never drove no bad equipment. Like every driver that's in NASCAR has had to somewhat claw their way to the top. It's not like Bill just shoved all the money that he had in the chase and either either worked out or it didn't. But I mean, definitely, it's it's a lot of pride that I take into pulling that hauler in and. I just like seeing the kids and people smile, man. Like that was the best thing for me, just to to come back and the fans are starting to come back. Because if, if the fans wouldn't gonna be there, I wouldn't gonna be there. Yeah, I want to know. I do this for every guest. Um, you know, how long have you been a NASCAR fan? You know, who was your driver growing up? Like, how all did this come together? Well, like I said, uh, me and Corey grew up together. He was born September the twenty fifth, I want to say, or September the eighteenth, and I came. Literally, like a month and a half later, November 17th, and our parents stayed actually side by side in a duplex. So, I mean, like, I've been eating, sleeping, breathing, everything NASCAR since I met him. Like, so growing up, like, of course, Bush series wise, you, you root for Randy LaJoy. We, I hated mm-hmm. Buckshot just like everybody else. <laughs> but, um, and my cup guy, my dad was, was an Earnhardt fan. So, you know, I, I was an Earnhardt fan. But then once other guys started coming into the sport, I finally got to, like, pick my own guy. It, it is so crazy how everything happens because I, I, I was a huge Harvick fan. I still like Harvick. I just – I'm just like, dude, you're ah, – like, what, what, is, what is happening? Like, the guy I used to root for, like, from a kid – is now wrecking my race car that I got to haul across America on purpose. <laughs> so right now we're not drinking no bush and we're not eating no subway. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, you love no, to hear I mean, it. You know, man. of course I root for Corey too. The, uh, the passion behind it's great. Um, how much do you associate with the team and drivers? And I mean, obviously a lot of that drama kind of spills over to you because you're kind of part of that team. Um, but I mean, how much? I mean, I know you don't. You probably don't work on the cars, um, but you gotta associate with those guys a ton. And kind of like oh yeah, I mean, me and me and our team, we're, we're we're definitely all one. Like I go in three, four days out the week. We joke and stuff like that. Talk to those guys, bring them lunch and stuff like that. Surprise them with donuts. Try to tease them like I've been doing. Said, hey, if you guys get me this, you know, you get this Texas car loaded, get it done by Wednesday and get me on the road. Like you know, we'll we'll bring you some maple bacon donuts and they were like yeah not gonna happen <laughs> yeah so but Booger's i mean you know it's, it's all one big yeah it's all one big happy family man like all four teams they used to be in separate shops like you know you used to have the nine and the 24 and then you had the 48 and the 88 now we're all in one house so we're just we're just all you know we're all grinding man we're we're all going for a chip yeah that, that that's that's got to be really cool um I did want to ask, so obviously we've got 
you know, water cooler talk with our jobs and stuff. We talk about other sports, you know, football, what have you. But you're working with other guys out at Hendrick Motorsports. What is your day-to-day like with the, I guess, competition uh, between the four the four teams in-house? Like as far as like, do we all do the same thing or just like? No, like like when you, when you guys are ragging on each other, like do, do, y'all, do y'all get after it based on what Alex does versus William and Chase and everybody? Or do you, you I mean, are you ragging on each other or what is it like? Oh, yeah, like, we, 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 we critique. I mean, we, we critique. I mean, everybody, I'm, I'm a realist. So, I mean, like if somebody was to tell me like Chase had a bad race, and if it was true, then I'm going to be like, yeah, it's true. But I mean, of course, we rag on each other. Like you know, I think, I think Lance and Jeff are definitely conf- confident because I mean they got seven checker flags on the side of their hauler, and I got two, and Bowman's got three. So I mean, like competition is definitely steep within, and I think Byron's got one. But I mean, man, it's 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 really over there at Hendrick Motorsports, one team, one dream. I mean, you can show up with. We can show up with 10 different cars, but if they're coming out the same facility, same shop, got the same chassis, same motor, same dedication put in all of them, then it's really just one team wondering. But, I mean, of course, like we all joke. Like, me and the my truck in the 48, we're the ones that's parked on the inside. So, you know, like, if I see Greg Eyes, I'm like, all right, well, you make sure to tell Bowman to just follow us to the front. Just follow us, you know. <laughs> that's going to be so cool, man. Y'all see Chad, and I'll be like, you know, how you feeling today? He'd be like, feel good. Got seven rings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, since you answered my question yeah. earlier, one of the things I was going to wonder is, since you you kind of drove around at the normal time where there used to be like three, four day weekend races, now it's like Cup Series or one day shows or whatever. And I see you're always loading up later than normal. Like, how's that kind of different? like since the pandemic stuff happened last year compared to like previous years um previous years you i feel like teams had more time like um you have more time at home but then you were gone longer than you were so um i like the one day shows i don't like the one day shows as far as from a driving standpoint to me for us to go all the way out to la next year for the clash to have to haul ass back to turn around and go to Daytona the following week. Like, you're going to have a lot of truck drivers tired next year um, with the way the schedule is because it's, it's a real, real grind. Like, you know, one off weekend out of – I don't even know how many races, but, I mean, you're asking a lot of the guys that haul the precious cargo. But I do like the one-day shows. I think it adds more excitement because – you know, it gives the fans more time to roll in and gives them more time to party. And the one day, you know that your favorite NASCAR driver is going to dig as deep as he can to make you proud, make his sponsors proud, because that's all he's got. No practice. You're showing up with either with a full allotment of tires, big motor, great great chassis. You're going to execute or you're going to run in the back and you're going to be like, wow, that sucked. Yeah, so I saw in your bio that you're a Legends driver. And obviously some of us have, you know, we like to do a little bit of racing on our own. And I was kind of curious, like how much time do you get to do that? And you know, how long have you been racing? Actually, I, we were at Nashville and um, I was walking through the Xfinity garage and uh, 
Josh Williams, good buddy of mine, driver of the number 92 mm-hmm. DGM car. I said, hey, I want to run a Bandolero. And he was like, absolutely not. And I'm like, why? <laughs> and he was like, you're too old for that. It's a Legends car or nothing. And I was like, well, we're going Legends car racing. So I went to Pops, which is, you know, Randy LaJoy. I went to him and I'm like, Pop, I need a seat. He was like, for what? And I'm like, we're going Legends car racing. He was like, get him a seat. This is, this is going to be the funniest shit ever. So, <laughs> so I go out for my first race. So like two weeks after Nashville, I go out for my first race and um, we'll go out and practice. And I'm like 23rd out of 27. I've never drove a Legends car at all. And then when it comes time for qualifying, well, actually the first lap of practice, I spin around, spin out in front of the whole field. So I'm embarrassed, just like, oh my God, this is the worst idea ever. But I mean, I ran three. Um, it's kind of hard to do it during the season. So it, it kind of worked itself out before I got the Hendrick that I got to run a couple races. But next year, we're going to run all the summer shootout in Charlotte. So we're going to do 10 races back with Josh. And we're going to try to get better. We finished 23rd, a DNF, and a top 10. So, you know, we got better. Hell yeah. Um, I want to know, what, as far as a hauler driver, what is your favorite track to go to? What's your least favorite to go to? And is Bristol as hard to get on the track as it looks? Um, okay. Favorite track for me to go to probably is Bristol. Bristol and Darlington. Bristol is nerve-wracking pulling down like you know certain truck drivers they're scared of bristol my first year i was scared but it's like now i'm not i mean you you go down it slow you ease into that left turn and you know so and you it's nerve-wracking to look out the passenger side mirror and see your generator looking like the whole trailer is about to flip but <laughs> least favorite I, I don't like new hampshire i don't like new hampshire and i don't like Watkins Glen. two odd tracks i don't think i would have picked those <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, from a fan standpoint, it, it just depends. I mean, if you like side by side action, then I don't feel like New Hampshire is the track for you. It's very, very flat. That's why you see everybody always running up into PJ1. But if you can get your car to rotate the bottom and roll through the center, then at least you can run a different line than the other people. But it just all depends on what, like, it just all depends on your setup. Right. I, I think New Hampshire is one of the better tracks because of that, in my my personal opinion. What is your day-to-day like at the shop? And, uh, I know you said you load up based on the, the drivers and everything, but like, wh- what are you doing uh, to prep for races and stuff like that? Like, I, I'm not a truck driver. I don't know any truck drivers. Like, how does, it, how does getting on the road get into the track, how does that work? Like, say, for instance, out there, race, if you get back that same night, if you get back the next day, you immediately come in and you unload the bottom. And then, of course, like, you would take Tuesday off. You come in Wednesday, you go through your chemical cabinet, you service your generator, you you do your jacks, take out your cooler to let it dry, go upstairs, and um, SD20 and glass clean the floors, and then you meet, you know, after that, crew guys will come in that morning. They'll pull the race. They'll pull their race car that you just raced down. They'll go ahead and start tearing it down. That's their part. I'll shut the gate once I get all of that stuff done, and I'll take it out and we wash them at the shop. Then we back them in and we restock them again. And then next thing you know, it's it's, it's time to roll. Man, that sounds like quick. I That's mean, I, I know we're running 
what, 30, 39 out of 40 weeks or something like that. So uh, it's going to be rough for you next year, I know. But, man, I didn't realize. I, I, you know, you, you don't put two and two together. That's why I'm really glad that we got you on so we can kind of figure out what exactly the holler driver's job is. Because a lot of people, when, when they think about NASCAR, you're not the face that they're going to think about. So uh, thanks for nah, coming you, on. You, you just see the – you just see the driver in the rolling billboards. That's what the trucks are. They're rolling billboards. Yeah. Right. But without those rolling billboards, the fast rolling billboards wouldn't be on the track. We wouldn't have anything to watch. So we do appreciate your job. Nah. Yeah, so so one of the questions I also had, too, is do you have to – where do you like to watch the races at during the races? Like, do you have to stay in an assigned area in case one of your cars wrecks out early and you have to leave? Or do you stay for the whole race or – it just depends on which one of us, um, which driver that weekend is working the race. I mean, like, if I'm not working the race, then I'll come in in a Hendrick Polo and I'll go sit on the I'll go sit on the um, the pit box with, with Allen, and I'll watch it that way. Okay. Or I'll stay at the hotel. We'll come in halfway, and I'll come in and I'll start loading. So you don't really too much get to see the race. I mean, you come in and you get to hear a little bit of it. If you're listening to a radio or when you see the primary truck driver that's working that weekend, he'll give you an update on how you're doing. But besides that, you really don't get to watch the race too much. I usually try to do the first two laps if I'm working the race and then it's time to go to work. Interesting. I didn't know. I didn't realize that. I didn't know if you were able to just chill on top of the truck and just watch the race or if you go around, but that's kind of interesting. I wish. I mean, I was, it was, I had a deal like that when I was with BJ, but I think, you know, when you move up the ladder to these bigger cup teams, more professional teams, it's, you got to work. You're there to do a job, be professional, and you talk to your guys after the race. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a profound one for me. I, I just thought y'all guys just loaded up after the race and y'all were done. So what are the, what are the duties that you have during the race at that, at that point? Um, if, if I'm working the race, then my job is I'm working pit road. So if something happens where somebody needs to run back to the truck and grab a gear or we need, we need a crash cart and stuff like that, then I got to run or, or either I'm going to be the second, be the second can man. So when the gas guy puts in the first can, you pass him the second one, you take the empty. Okay. Okay. So we might see you on the wall too. That's pretty interesting. All right. Yeah, so does anybody have, on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> anybody have any questions else on truck drivers and what they do uh, in NASCAR before I get into the real uh, interview here? I had one that came from the comments. This is a viewer that we had um, at Natterday Delight on Twitter. Wants to know are, are the holler drivers consulted at all when it comes to the schedule? For example, um, LA all the way all the way back to Daytona within a week. Consulted like the NASCAR talk to us about it did anyone ask you no <laughs> no <laughs> i didn't figure no. but it'd be it would have been cool to say like oh yeah they come and ask us about this turnaround time but i mean i could see both sides of it where they wouldn't really care right if they yeah. came and asked every single truck driver in the garage we'd probably all say south let, let's go to north wilkesboro instead of going out to la we can do the class clash two to three hours down the road and it's and it's good for everybody because you'll be home that same day. Yeah. So I mean, we we seem so to have some much expansion with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, y'all got Bowman Gray right there too. That's where they're having that test at for the next year car. So. 
Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. What I always do is I kind of get philosophical. So, so I'm gonna ask you this question. It's gonna be really hard. I know you've given us some little details in your past and your present, but when I ask you who is Ryan Mingo, who are you? I'm I'm the freshest truck driver to ever do it. <laughs> yeah, that's your Twitter bio. There you go. I like it. I'm the freshest truck driver to ever do it, man. Like. I came in with with my own swag. Like, okay, you know, you, you want us to wear black pants? You want us to do the black polos, team polos, and stuff like that? Okay, well then, I'm going to drip sauce with my footwork. That's what's going to make me stand out. And on race day, all the kids and the people who follow me on Twitter, they going to be like, "Yo, what shoes you busting out for this weekend?" And I'd be like, "Just wait on it." Hell yeah! Oh, I like that. I like it. Say, I have something good shoe game. Yeah, so I mean, I see you I, with that twenty three eleven. I see you. Yep, lifelong yeah. Hamlin fan, so got a support team. They reached out to me. I told MJ, I say, hey, we, we we can talk about it, but I I need I need some OJs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know I don't know how uh, how Chase would like that if you're rolling up there in some Jordans. Oh, chasing every weekend is something. Okay. Yeah, Ooh. all right. Really? I didn't picture. Yeah, I didn't picture I Chase didn't picture Jordan's kind of guy like that. Yeah, I didn't either. Oh yeah, me and Chase will probably flick it up at um one of these races. We might flick it up in Texas with the Napa colors because I'm taking out some uh some yellow Jordan. So we might flick we might get one for the people. Okay. okay. All right, we'll be looking for it on Twitter. Uh but I mean you you unlock some stuff that uh I think a lot of fans didn't know and 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 right off the bat you said you and Corey LaJoy were neighbors. You guys were in in a, in a duplex uh, growing up, I have got to ask you to expound upon that. I mean, what is it like growing up beside a, a, a kid whose dad is a Bush series legend? I think when you like, when you're young, you really don't understand like what his dad's doing. You really don't understand the context of who his dad is. You just know his dad's a race car driver. And you, Randy raised us and Randy and my dad and my mother, my mom and his mom, they didn't raise us. They didn't raise me and Corey like Corey. That's Ryan. Ryan. That's Corey. Like we were raised as like that's your brother. So I never really looked at Randy like he was a star. I always looked at him as just a father figure and like he could drive a race car. It's been cool, man. Like I having him as a brother is it's been a blessing. He's a really really good kid, good man, shall I say? And a, and a darn good race car driver. You just got to give him the equipment and he can get the job done. Yeah, but that's, I think all that's of us, a side that a lot of people don't see. Yeah, I think a lot of us more hardcore fans can definitely see the car control and the will to go out there and, and put it down every lap from, from Corey. But you got to see that growing up with him. So, I mean, what was his his career like? Was, were you at the racetracks with him when he was running in the smaller stuff like late models and, 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 and stuff like that? Or or. I was there. I was there for the band. I was there for the go kart days because we actually Randy had a go kart track out back of the shop, so Corey had a cart, my cousin had a cart, and I had a cart, and then eventually Casey came up and raced with us, and he had a cart, and you know right right off the bat, I mean Corey was better than me, and he was better than my cousin, and you know of course he moved into Bandoleros, and then he moved into Legends, and. Worked his way up in the to the limited late models to a super and got his deal with ARCA. Actually, ran an ARCA race for Kevin Harvick. 
for KHI. So, I mean, I was there for a good part of the early stage. And then I came back around when he got the deal with Biagi to run the 98. And that was not a good stint. That was a tough time. Those six races put a bad taste in his mouth, probably put a bad taste in everybody's mouth that was looking at him. And then when he got his chance at BK, it was kind of like, all right, just, you're just going to be honest because I'm, I'm a real person. He was in a piece of shit equipment. He was in old equipment. And it was hard to go out there and watch him have so much bad luck and to go on Twitter and to see people saying he, he didn't deserve a cup ride, everything like that. Because from the outside looking in, a lot of people feel like that these cars that show up to the racetrack are equal. You can show up with a Ford body. You can show up with a Ford motor. The, per, the biggest NASCAR fan of that specific team doesn't know that it's 2020, but that chassis is a Mark Martin chassis from 2006. They just, it's just got updates. Yeah. They don't know that. Oh, well he, you know, it's, it's a Roush Yates motor or that's a Hendrick motor. But I mean, like we have engine plans. You have to spin to get the best of the best. So it's like the cars are built to be safe and, in a spec, nobody's cheating, but you got to pay to play. Me and you, all of us, we can't put a car together, come up with a hundred thousand, all of us together, and say, "Hey, we're gonna go out there and we're gonna go. Let's let's buy a truck tomorrow, Ryan. We're gonna put you in the truck. We put a hundred thousand together, and y'all expectations of me is we're all gonna go out there and watch you put this thing on the pole." We go out there and we qualify if, if they if it was a qualifying race and they take 36 trucks, we qualify 38, we're going home. We're all scratching right. our head trying to figure out, well, why didn't we make the race? Our chassis heavy. It's old. We don't have the motor. We don't have the people. But the outside world doesn't see that. They're just like, oh, my God, that that team didn't make the race. Yeah. That kid Ryan right. sucks. Now, do you think with the next-gen card, do you think that's actually going to help Corey show his skill set a little bit more like they're all saying and hyping it up to be? Like, do you think we'll start seeing maybe some, like, top 20, top 15 runs out of him? I hope so. I mean, I'd like to see it bridge the gap in the competition. I mean, do I think that – do I think that the teams that – do I think that this new car is going to have them run with Gibbs and have – Kendrick and, you know, Penske and everybody like that. I feel like everybody's going to be exactly where they've been, but certain teams are going to move forward two, three spots, and that's going to go a long way. I mean, like, if you look at Corey the last two days in this next-gen test, he was sixth the first day. He was tenth yesterday. That That is great compared to where I thought in my head – he was going to be. So I'm ecstatic. I wrote him and I said, that's great. We're testing at those, man. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're placing that at test. Let's turn those into finishes for next year. Because, I mean, like, Corey, that's, that's that's my blood brother. So, I mean, I'm going to root for him no matter what team I'm at. I want to see him do good. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I can't wait to see. I hope that I'm a big Corey. I like Corey LaJoy. He's been a favorite driver of mine a little bit. And funny, actually, funny, funny thing about Corey LaJoy is since we were talking about older teams and stuff that he's ran, he actually raced at one of my local tracks back in 2012 in the K&M Pro Series. He raced up at Clearfield, Pennsylvania, 
So that's kind of that's a cool connection too. Oh, oh yeah, he, he killed it the race car. We wrecked trying to race Moffat. It was like mm-hmm. a macho macho, and yeah, that that's not a two lane racetrack. And Corey will tell you, yeah, I went in on the outside. He didn't lift. I didn't lift, and I hit the guardrail. Yeah, that's that's my home hey, track. It's about five minutes away from where I live. That's the oh, age old thing from. Ayrton Senna, you know, if there's a gap and you don't go for it, you're not a race car driver anymore. So, I mean, the kids got it. Uh, but obviously, you know that. You've grown up with him. Um, you're right there in the same. you got a lot of passion for this sport. I think we've seen that through your interview today. Uh, but getting back towards you and, and, and kind of outside of the track, I know you had said something about, you know, having reduced family time with practices and stuff going away. You've had a little bit more of that. What what is what is your what is your life outside is just Mr. Mingo not not Chase Elliott's hollow driver. Life outside is now is it's just it's family time. It's it's a lot of family time. Um, you know, got a remedy. We we come up here and we bowl on Wednesday and um and maybe go out to dinner during the week. But I mean, life is just really really laid back. Like today, when you text me. When you wrote me this morning on Twitter, like I was on my way fishing, like so I'm doing things that I've always done, but it's just like I have more time now to do them because it's not just all on me. Like you actually have another hauler driver to help you out compared to if it was just me. In a way, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have no life. And if they didn't give, if the schedule wasn't the way that it has been this year. Along with having a, a co-driver, I'd be at home in the bed. We would have had to do this interview on Tuesday <laughs> because I would have been off. Well, I mean, we're definitely glad that you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know Nathan, you had a you had a question oh, before yeah. I continue. Uh, one last one for me. It's um, you mentioned your shoe game. I gotta know, like, what's your all-time favorite pair? Man, um, it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, like it, it, it's tough, man. Like if you follow me, I don't know how many pairs of shoes I have. It's that bad. It's seriously <laughs> that bad. But if you're a Jordan fan, then I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. you, you you got the hat on and stuff like that. You know what the yeah. Lightning fours are? Those yellow yeah. and black and white fours. Those mm-hmm. are going with me. Those are going with me to Texas this week. Oh wow! Okay, like I'm a UNC eleven guy. That's my all time favorite pair. So. My all-time favorite Jordan is probably the Great Fives, not the not Ooh, the black ones, okay. not the alternates, but just the Great Fives. But my mm-hmm. my favorite number, I used to be five. Now I'm leaning towards sixes. Like I just love sixes. Okay. I don't care what color he throws on them. If it's a six, it's it's mine. Yeah, like I'm the same way with fours. Like I gotta have fours. Yeah, Corey Corey likes ones. Corey mm-hmm. likes okay. ones, and um, I actually got him. I got him the original shadows, mm-hmm. the shadow one. So we have those together. We got the mochas together. I'm trying to get him to give Kurt Bush and Joe Graff a run for their money. Yeah. I mean, you can never go wrong with shoes. It's just the only thing that hurts is your wallet. <laughs> Tell me about it, man. I was I was going to go buy a pair of the Union 4s today, and I just had to just ask myself, like, okay, you're going to Texas. You know you're going to have time if you leave tomorrow to – you know, go out to Texas and shop because I mean I don't care what state or city we're in. If I got free time, I'm going to the nearest mall, and I'm going to bring back a pair of shoes. They know that. Man, I hope you got a big closet for all that stuff. You might have a whole bedroom full of them. 
Oh, we we running out of space, but we're we're okay. My my fiance, she she doesn't mind. She doesn't mind. She got to keep her own closet, so I ain't got that far yet. Hey, she probably don't mind if you if you're the freshest holler driver out there. You know, she probably like it. She probably like the kicks. Oh yeah, she likes kicks. But I want to ask you guys something. I want to know what what do you guys think of the the Harvick? Like what we're going to do, y'all? This is the fun mind. part. Yeah, we so, were actually just talking about first. this right yeah. before you got on. So to, go ahead, guys. Preface: We weren't going to bring any of this up because we didn't want to, you know, get in we kind of a disentanglement here. Alex, you go first. Well, I mean, let let's just be real. Chase, he he pulled kind of a, a dipshit move at Bristol, in my opinion. I'm not even going to be – I'm just going to be honest with you. I think him coming out of the pits at Bristol on new tires and, and holding Harvick up was kind of a shitty thing to do. Um, now, uh, to preface, I, I've been, I've been you know, in race control and a flagman at, at short tracks all over the place, so I, I kind of hold myself a little bit more elite when it comes to this kind of stuff, which is probably a bad thing, but I just – I can't get behind Chase coming out of the pits and doing that. That was really rude to me. And I would have been very mad if I was Kevin Harvick. Now, the Kevin Harvick stuff on Sunday, I still don't know if it was an actual payback thing uh, because it seemed like he could have not, you know, he could have not, you know, he could have not meant to do that and he just accidentally got caught up in the retaliation. Um, I hope it's over. I don't think it is over. No, it's it's, it's definitely not over. Yeah, did you see his interview after on NBC? He's like, I think they asked, "Is this over?" And he just smirks at the camera. I'm like, "Oh boy!" In so many words, he basically, so many words, he basically told y'all as the fans, like, it's not over. Chase's comment, uh, "Merry off season and happy Christmas." I gotta say, that's that's probably quote of the year, 2021 so far. Well, I mean, it was, it was in my eyes, not just saying it. Not just saying it because he's my guy, but I mean, like in my eyes, it was it was classical. It was like, hey, well, you can show up at these next couple races, but and race for wins. But I mean, honestly, you're not racing for anything because your organization now doesn't even have a car in the chase. So, whatever. But I'm hoping that Harvick being a champion and Xfinity Series being a uh, owner's champion and the Camper World Trucks and being a champion. In the Cup Series, I'm hoping that he'll just race us clean. Like, you don't have to like us, but if we're not putting it on your door this weekend in Texas, you don't have to put it on our door. I get it. Like, it's frustrating, but in defense, he ran us up the hill in desperation at Bristol and cut our left front. Uh, (laughs) This is where y'all are going to fight. We're going to have to disagree there. So who's up next, Jared? You're next. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of with Alex on that. I mean, I was at the Bristol race, and the group that I was with, like, we all saw, like, we saw Chase just resume off that road and try to find that four car. And then I'm like, he, he's not moving any positions after, like, after he passed. Like, obviously, fresh tires holding them up. I'm like, I get that. You know, like, you've seen so many instances in the past couple of years. You know, you had, like, the Logano and even like Logano last year at Bristol holding up Kyle Busch and kind of letting Harvick get the win. And then like the Ross Chastain thing at Atlanta. So like, you know, that's kind of, you kind of saw that coming there, but I think, you know, you go into the Roval. I I knew Harvick wasn't going to do anything going into Las Vegas or Texas or not tech Talladega. 
just because that would be kind of pointless to do something that early. And like, I, I was kind of expecting something to happen at the Roval, but what I was saying earlier on the show is like, I feel like if he really wanted to junk the nine car at the Roval, he would have Matt Kenseth it and just absolutely turn him into the wall and ruin his day that way. Because obviously he just made the nine car a little bit better because as soon as Chase got out there, he's like, oh, he's like the fastest car on the track and ends up finishing 12th. So if he really wanted to rep and he did an absolutely terrible job for the veteran driver that Harvick is, then I'll just kind of go along. I don't think it's really over because Martinsville is still coming up. And, you know, I could see something where I don't think he'll junk him, but I could also see him, you know, maybe slowing down a bit and getting the way if it, comes down to it or i don't know like but then again like you're saying i'm hoping he just kind of is just chill on a champion but i'll also say like i'm loving this feud because my guy is not involved in a feud for once so i'm really enjoying seeing someone else get oh well yeah kb yep hey man kyle kyle i mean right now everybody at gibbs is is sitting pretty because none of them are in a beef and three out of four are literally like killing it so far in the chase so i mean yeah we've got two teammates that's not in the chase but it's not their job to just get out there and basically be our protectors i mean we have to execute on pit road and chase has got to execute behind the wheel and alan is going to give it everything he's got and i mean like one thing like chase said on on tv the 19 doesn't have no quick like we're we're here to win races we're here to win championships and i mean adversity sometimes is just a part of it but I'm hoping that it's over, but I'm not the guy that's strapping in to, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not putting my helmet on, so I can't really say what's what. But I know it's been a mixture of – it's been odd for me because you might have fans that's like, woo, love that truck, like wanting to honk their horns, and then you have some that's like giving you the finger when you're coming out the racetrack. And it's like, this is extremely awkward, like, when we were coming back from Vegas, we stopped at a Love's like maybe like an hour and a half away from our shop. And some guy walked up to the side of my truck and was I was going upstairs to check on the Vegas cars. And he was like, F. Chase Elliott. And I'm like, and I looked down from the top and I see that he had a Subway sandwich in his hand. And I'm like, you got to be a Harvick fan. And he was like, Harvick would have took his helmet off. That would have been that kid's ass. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like. I'm like, have a good one, man. And then, like, two seconds later, he was like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, do, do you mind if I come in your trailer and look around? I'm like, you just now said F my guy. <laughs> have a great yeah. one. <laughs> like, enjoy your sandwich, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it, it's like I said, it, we're, we're there to win races. We're there to win championships. So, all eyes on Texas. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I, I like both the guys, so I wasn't sure about Bristol. Like, I think the first part, that's racing. Harvick kind of slid up, and that was that. Was that. I mean, I wasn't, like, a huge fan of what Chase did at Bristol. I wasn't a huge fan of what Harvick did last week. So, I don't know if there was, like, a clear winner out of the whole thing. But, like, I do hope it's over because I think, you know, they're both guys I enjoy seeing do well, and I don't want the, I don't want the beef to take away from the season. Yeah, I mean, the feud's good right now for the sport. It's good for TV right. ratings. I mean, think about it. Nobody really has a, a beef. Like he said, this guy KB's been relatively silent yeah. this year. Um, nobody's beefing with Logano. So, I mean, the sport needed it needed a rivalry. It needed a fresh rivalry. So, you know, that's great, but I don't want us to lose out on a ch- potential back-to-back championships racing yeah. with Harvick that 
you know, he's a great race car driver, but, you know, Harvick's only got but so many years, but, I mean, he can still get the job done. That's the thing about it. Like, it's not like he doesn't deserve to be at Stuart Haas for as many years as he wants to drive. I mean, if he wants to do it and he's competitive and the money's there, do it. But don't be one of those guys that's just literally, hey, Rodney, we're just not even worried about where we run at this weekend. We're just going to we're just gonna jump the fucking nine every time we see him. Like, no. No. Yeah. No. Guys, guys, guys at both body shops and shops work too hard. They're putting way too many hours into these cars to just have somebody go out there that's just completely upset. So I hope that it's over, but I'm like you guys, man. We'll we'll see what happens. My biggest beef with it, so I love stirring the pot on Twitter. Um, whatever fan base is pissed off, I'll go after them. I don't care. Um, I'm a Blaney fan, and I'll go after my own fan base if I have to. Um my biggest beef with it wasn't necessarily each of the incidents because um, I was kind of poking fun at the Chase fans after Harvick kind of dumped them, um, but was the bumper cover. Man, that got me mm-hmm. riled up. Um, it was hanging off for 10 laps. We saw Chase driving hard trying to get it to wiggle off. I had I had an issue with that. Um, the funniest part of this whole, whole goddamn thing was Harvick seeing Chase in his mirror and crashing. Oh, we lost him. <laughs> Oh no! He was sick of hearing you. Rage quit. Yeah. <laughs> he said. He said we don't like your uh, conspiracy theories. I, I, don't, I don't like this. I don't like this theory. I'm, I'm done. Damn it! Colton says one word, man. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. He's like, oh, too much beef. He's, he's out. Back in here. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get Colton's the one in charge this time. So there we go. That's so funny. That's so funny. He's back. I thought you just rage quit. I thought you just like, ah, uh, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, my iPhone, man. But the funniest part was Harvick seeing Chase in his mirror and driving right in the wall. It's like he just forgot to turn left. I even shared it's a controller meme. Disconnecting, man. Yeah, the controller disconnecting. Um, I, I I, don't know. I don't think we see any more retaliation as far as junk and race cars. I do think if Chase is close to a cutoff spot at Martinsville or fighting for the championship at Phoenix, if he gets behind Harvick, Either for position or if Harvick slapped down, I don't think he just waves that nine by. No, that's no, where I think it comes in. Yeah, for sure. No, we're we're not getting anything. Like we're gonna have to muscle it. Like we could yep. both literally have the worst day and both be P twentieth. But if we need that one point, even if Harvick knows that we have a better car, Harvick probably will run our line because it's gonna put dirty air on our nose. We're, we we don't expect a favor from the four. We don't expect a favor from anybody. Like, we just got to go out there and we just got to race. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a good way of thinking about it. Just run your race and not worry about what everyone else is doing. Um, yeah. Do what you got to do. Try not to wad the thing up. Yeah. yeah I also think, I think with Kevin's experience, I would like to think that he's not going to make it more of an issue because you are messing with the most popular driver's fan base, and that's just not a good look. Because, like, you saw with, like, Kyle Busch at Darlington the week after, like he, oh yeah, you know, like he, he spun him, but like he said he didn't mean to, but like at least you saw like Kyle Busch like quickly try to apologize and everything, and even say it on air and everything, like trying to save his save his ass about that. So I think maybe if with Harvick's like I said with Harvick's experience, maybe he'll like know like all right, we got we did what we needed to do, and we might just be a little bit more, but. I think just messing with that type of fan base or whatever is just not a good look for you. In, in my opinion, yeah, that's why I kind of. You care about the fans, but I mean, but then you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, cause if it was up to them, if it was up to them, I mean, 
you know, Earnhardt Singer would have won every single race from the yeah. from, from from every season. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Mark Martin would have won a championship. It was up to the fans. So, yeah. you know, they they matter, but then they don't matter. You know, if they yeah. boo you, cool. You still gonna you still gonna go out there and try to win just because they boo mm-hmm. your guy. I mean, I watched the boo your guy one year at Bristol, and I was like, golly, like that's gotta suck. And he went out there and he won. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he went, that was the weekend he went out there and completed like won the truck race on Thursday, won the Xfinity race Friday, and 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 stock up the cup race. Like, you don't care. Like, it's great to have fans, but then you don't care because you're always going to have somebody buying your merchandise and cheering you on. Mm-hmm. And so to kind of get away from this topic, since we all kind of gave our two cents on this thing here, I just wanted to, my last question I got is like, what's the like best thing that's ever happened to you on the road. Best thing that's ever happened to me on the road. Well, this what Talladega. I finally got to experience the Boulevard. Been to Talladega uh-huh. many of times, but I finally got to experience the Boulevard. Uh, so that's the best thing. I'm not. I can't go into details because it, yeah, not for the viewers. <laughs> okay. viewers. Yeah. But uh, yeah. If you guys ever feel like going to Talladega, let me know. I'll, I'll see if I can get you guys some infield tickets, and we'll all go to the Boulevard. You guys will see why. I'm saying that's my best road experience. But as far as that, dude, I mean, every weekend for me is a great road experience because if I see, I don't, when I see the kids, I'm immediately like, okay, I got to have some hats. I got to have something to give them. So, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. Like, they, they make my day. That's the best thing about it. All right. Well, we're gonna have to we'll we'll, we'll we'll keep up with you on Twitter and make sure you 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 hold we hold you to that about going to Talladega. I mean, yeah. oh yeah. Uh, so so, uh, but thank you. you, thank you again for coming on. Uh, we don't want to hold you up too too much longer. Uh, did you have anything that you wanted to plug before we signed off? Oh man, just tell everybody to follow me on Twitter, man, and go nine. All right then. Well, you have a good night, Ryan, and we will. Talk with you later. All right, big dog. Y'all be safe. See y'all, boys. See. Ya. Hey, thanks. Thanks for coming thanks for on, coming, man. So we're gonna we're gonna try and, and, and keep the conversation open, Ryan, uh, as we go on. I want to thank everybody for coming out tonight, uh, listening in on the conversation. It was fun. I learned a lot about hollow drivers. I guess you three guys did too. Hope you guys listening at home, watching at home, did as well. Uh, I will plug him real quick. It's at Rhino Rose ninety one. That's R-Y-N-O-R-O-Z-A-Y-91. Both the R's are capitalized. Go follow him on Twitter. Go look at the kicks. Go look at the J's and and have fun. Uh, he seemed like a really good dude. Uh, did you guys have anything y'all wanted to add before we sign off tonight? Oh, man, I don't know. Like, that, was, that was a lot of fun for one day. Yeah, that was – I'm pretty – I'm actually glad that, you know, we got that experience with the Hall of Driver because, like, how many other people got to say, like, hey, I got to – get a lot of inside information on a hauler driver and especially like who he drives for, you know, like that's pretty cool seeing like yeah. getting to hear his side and especially even like even his life, like personal life growing up, like getting to grow up with Corey joy. Like that's something I didn't even know. So that I learned this whole podcast. I was learning something new. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I've always had kind of a soft spot for uh, hauler drivers. Cause I, when I was a kid, the haulers used to pass through here. Um, and that was kind of the only chance as a kid that I got to see, the haulers and get that close to NASCAR. Um, and one of them is Ricky Rudd's hauler driver one year actually opened up the truck and let me see the car. Um, and that's kind of where I started being a little bit of a Ricky Rudd fan. Um, 
so it was super cool to have him on. Yeah, we definitely got to try to have him on again um, and keep up with him on Twitter. Like you guys said, I'd, I'd be more than down to go to Talladega and party with him. Yeah, awesome. Oh, yeah. We gotta wait. We gotta wait for Nathan. Uh, he's gotta. He's got two more years yeah, before he's all right. It's all yeah. right. You know, like I'll catch up to you one day. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can't wait. Um, yeah, it was a great conversation. Something I did not know was that you know when you think of a, a two-time Bush champion with uh, Randy LaJoey, like he's living in a duplex with with other people. That's not something you think about when you think about these yeah, race car drivers. Albeit he's from the '90s, so he wasn't making nearly as much money, especially not from the cup side you don't think about you know you think about maybe a single family home with an acre or two of land separated you know a nice uh you know maybe middle class life not just you know something like that so it's kind of interesting to see how humble he was uh with having having a duplex himself and then learning that he had a go-kart track behind his his uh race shop was pretty cool um so if you guys have any other um People you want us to go after? I mean, got Jared, uh, Colton, Nathan, myself, and my dad are all always looking for new guests. If you want to be on the show, just let us know um, at Fan Fuel Motorsports MSM on Twitter. That's capital F, capital F, capital MSM, and uh, we can also pick you up, put you on the uh, website. Go to our pinned tweet. We've got a little uh, sheet to fill out there that you can send to us with a whatever you want for content wise. You want stories from the track. Um, how to get to the track, what to do when you're at the track, race weekend-wise, you know, hotels, where to stay, where to eat, restaurant-wise, all that kind of stuff. And then if you want to talk about your opinions based on points formats, uh, what happened each weekend, race recaps from any series. It doesn't have to be NASCAR. It can be V8 Supercars, MotoGP, or or your local track that we've never heard of, you know. Well, that's the kind of content we want. So uh, check out our pinned tweet for that. Send us an email at fanfuelpodcast at gmail.com. And, if no one else has anything to add, I think we could say goodnight. Yep. Hey, keep liking our stuff. Follow all of us on our Twitters. Tweet at us. You know, we always are down to engage with fans. And like, like Alex basically said, he said it perfectly. Follow Fan Fuel on Twitter. Go to the website. Check out the website. The website's going to keep getting going to keep getting better. I know the off season's coming up. We've got a lot of big off season plans we're working on, and especially we're going to try to get more content out there for you guys, and hopefully that. You guys get content in for us, and we're going to be pretty good. Yeah. Yep. All right, then. Yeah, Come hang out with us next Wednesday at 7. If we have any changes due to another guest, we'll let you know, as always. And thanks for listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to. And we will see you then. All right. Bye.